Thank you guys. How y'all doing? You guys are warming up? It's been pretty cold lately. Like Lauren said, I'm Graham Navity. Just finished four and a half years at Nebraska on the football team and got a degree in construction management. Just got back from the bowl game in Nashville. Has anybody been in Tennessee? Wow, quite a bit. I've never, never been. It was a pretty cool place, a lot of live music, of course. I um, actually saw Jesus on the streets. There's a guy dressed up doing one of these. and Really, really uh, interesting place, for sure. Um, yeah, I just got back, and like Warren said, looking for a, a, a potential job and you know, being an adult now. So it's pretty wild. I felt like I was just in your guys' shoes, and I don't feel like I'm that old, but now I think about it, it's been a good five years, eight years since uh, I was in your guys' shoes. But a little bit of background on me, um, I probably had a similar upbringing as you guys. I was surrounded in a Christian home. Um, I, I got to be fed the word uh, on, a, on a daily basis, and um, all that was cool. But at that time growing up, I just you know, didn't really care for it. I just was thinking about my friends, uh, what I could do that day, uh, whether it was sports or Whatever it was, like that's that's just what was on my mind. That might be what's on your guys' mind right now. Um, the whole God thing and all that other stuff in school just kind of was to the bottom of my line of priorities of what I wanted to think or do. Um, going through middle school and high school, it began to be more about popularity. Um, what cute girl is sitting on that side? How she noticed me? Does she does she does she think I'm pretty cool? And, and just the popularity and whatnot were a lot of my. Um, priorities and what I focused in and what I had as, as my identity growing up and that could be you guys right now. In fact, I know that some of you guys were, you know, maybe God's not that important in your guys' lives, but of course you're here, you're in this school. You're, I mean, you've got to, everyone in here has got to be Christian, but I'll tell you what, I was that guy that um, looked like a Christian, you know, did the Christian walk and, you know, if they really knew what was going on in my heart, I was all about like I said, the girls, the, the popularity, the can I get the starring job at, in the running back position on my football team, those were what I really lived for. Um, and it wasn't until uh, God stripped a big, um, a big deal in my life at that time. I, had a, I was in a relationship for a good year, and this was my junior year of high school, and um, at that time, I became her number one in her life and vice versa, and she really was the most important thing in my life. Um, and what do you know? What's next? God decides to take her away from me. She ended up uh, breaking up with me. And that really left me at a crossroads where I put so much time and investment on this other person in this relationship. And um, maybe some of you guys can relate. Maybe you're going through that now. And uh, just at that time, that was where my worth was. And, and really, it got kind of bad where I wasn't really as invested in my family as much, but it was all about um, my girlfriend at the time. And so... It was at that moment that I felt like my heart was ripped from me, my, my worth, my life was taken from me, and I was at a little bit of a rock bottom. It was at that time that I finally let God take number one in my life, let God take complete reign of my life. Before, it was always me. I want to be in control. Uh, I want to do what I want to do. Some days I would I'd pretend that I'm sick or really ill and skip out on church. I don't know, maybe some of you guys have done something like that. But it was all about me. What can I do? How can I receive something? How can... Um, it was just always... The, the, the attention was on me. And it was at that moment when God really took a big part of my life from me that I actually allowed God to be number one in my life, like I said, and take complete reign. 
And it was at that moment that God filled me with his spirit. He gave me the desires of his heart. He gave me this fire that I could see people and, and not just look at them like, oh, he's good at football. He, that person's smart in school. This guy's a nice guy. And it was, it was more about, man, these are, these are future son and, and, son and daughters of, of God. You know, we were all created for God. I don't know if you knew that, but God, the creator of this world, created us. He shaped our heart in such a way that only he can fulfill. And like I said, so many times I would try to put in this puzzle piece and that to, to fill my heart uh, through my, my years of high school and middle school, and it, it always left me empty, man. It didn't matter football-wise. A uh, little bit story on that. I was out of high school, and I actually transferred because uh, they didn't use the running back much, and so I went to Elkhorn High School. You guys familiar with Elkhorn High at all? A little bit. Uh, they run the ball a lot, and so I went from a place where I would get the ball maybe twice a game to about 25 times a game, and uh, got my resume, if you will, my highlight tape to play at Nebraska, and became the starter my junior year when I transferred over there, and went to state my uh, junior year. We were runner-up. We played Cree, got smoked by those guys. Um, pretty funny. Some of those guys on the team ended up being my teammates at Nebraska, and um, I thought they were a lot bigger at the time, but you know, it's amazing what a year or two will do um, in the sport. But then my senior year, we went back to state. We played Creed again and actually came out on top and won that state title. But like I was saying, uh, even when I wanted to put my worth into football and, you know, I'd be the starter growing up through all the Pop Warner, the, the midgets, whatever you want to call it, those um, years of playing football in elementary school, even that would leave me... Uh, unsatisfied you know I would break records of touchdowns and this and that and a lot of people knew who I was and I was considered a cool guy but still would leave me empty and so back to that day when I was really at my rock bottom God filled me with his heart he gave me this fire and it was at that moment that I actually felt joy that lasted you know the type of joy that you have something that's different than happiness because happiness is based off of happenings and that happiness can last maybe an hour, maybe a day, maybe a, maybe a week because school is going well. But I don't know if, if you guys have that similar deal where you wake up the next day and it's like, wow, like, where did that happiness go? Like, this happened, my mom got on my case, my little sister, brother, and, and just like that, that happiness is completely gone. But like I said, when Jesus came to my heart, I was actually able to have that joy that that lasted until the morning, you know. And so it was that moment, the fire was in my heart. I started leading a Bible study by God's grace that next week. Crazy deal. You would have saw a guy like me that was a walking zombie for a couple of days because my life was stripped from me. But God stitched up my heart in such a way and gave me that fire, leading a Bible study where a couple of people were there. And this is a public school. And this was even before school where who goes to school early, right? And so... That Bible study was, a, was three people in there, and it was guys on the football team and music, you name it. Everybody was welcome, and it, it ended up being about 30 kids. And at my high school, that was a pretty big deal. We would do things like accountability push-ups where as we're walking through this, this life together as brothers and sisters, uh, we would keep each other held accountable. So anytime a buddy, Mike or whatever, would say something mean or slip up and uh, say a cuss word or whatever it was, said something that was not loving, we could say, hey, drop and give me 10. And it doesn't matter where you were, it could be in here right now, you could be whispering to your buddy, and you'd have, you'd have to say, hey, man, that's 10 push-ups right there. And 
wherever you were at lunchroom, wherever it was at, you drop and do the 10. And it got to be a point where, think about 30 guys, 30 guys and girls in a school, it got pretty big. All these people were doing push-ups, and I had the people that didn't understand God, and like, Graham, how could you force someone to do this? And I'm just like, hey, man, the open, it's an open invitation. You come in on a Wednesday before school, and we, we study the Word together. We actually learn what the Word says. We don't just sit in our chairs and listen to Gordon read a passage, but we actually read it for ourselves and dive into it. So that's some background in high school. Um, and like I said, the passion and the desires of, of God has I came into me and I got to see through uh, God's lens in that way. Um, and that carried on into college. So I was a star running back at Elkhorn High School. You wanted to win the game, you gave the ball to me. That's just how it was. And I was so pumped to have that as a platform in high school to lead that Bible study and to point people to Christ. Because really, that's, that's what I'm on mission for. That's, that's why I have life. Everything here on earth, as you guys know, will come to an end. Did you guys know that 10 out of 10 people will die? Have they taught you guys that yet? It's actually a fact. Everybody will come to an end. Everything you've invested in, your whole time here on life, your sweet letterman jacket, whatever it is, all that stuff, man, it stays. And so this is why, and it's those thoughts and the idea that absolutely no day is given, that's what really keeps me on mission. Man, can I share the gospel? Can I be a light? Can I be a representation of Jesus Christ to everybody I come across, even to the, the person that cuts me off while I'm driving on my way to school? You know, can I not get so bitter, but I actually think about, man, that's a guy who might not have Jesus in him. Maybe they do. And so high school, going into college, sorry, it took a little bit of time. Uh, so that was my idea at Elkhorn High School, being the star running back, using the platform, making God known. That's what I wanted to do at Nebraska. My, my dreams and aspirations were to be the starting running back. How many of you guys know that I wasn't ever a starting running back if you follow Nebraska football? It didn't happen. My idea and plan, you think about it, like, what the heck, God, like, why would you not want to use me if I have that role and all the interviews and TV time, and I could just point so many people to Christ, but for whatever the case, that was not God's plan. God's plan was for me to be a spiritual leader on, on a lower level to be with my teammates more, and, and that's something still to this day I struggle with. Like, I, like, it just makes more sense, like, just a platform to be able to be like a LeBron James or whatever, and everybody knows who that is, and they want to hear about it, but instead, he, he had me take this approach that what I found out was really to grow my heart even more because, you see, I was a circumstance-based guy. It, it was all about winning. It didn't, matter, it didn't matter what it was. I wanted to be the best, um, even if it was something I've never done before. I wanted to be the guy that, that beat everybody, and that was where I put a lot of my worth in, too. And so on the football field, something went wrong. That next play, I would be so bitter, so upset, so angry to the point where it would actually mess me up on the next play and it would really hinder my, my time on the field. And so what God did, I, I was able to learn through doing sports God's way and to be circumstance-free. You see, what circumstance-free means is that it doesn't matter what's going on in your life at every given time, every day, every snap of the ball, it's a clear deal. You have an opportunity to play at your max potential and the absolute best you can. And it's not just football. Sorry, all my examples are football, but it's everything. It's while you're up here strumming the guitar, like, 
every time you go back through those chords, it's, it's a clear time to hit those chords right. It's a clear time to get, go and do well on your schooling. And whatever your hobbies are, guys, it's being circumstance-free is the best deal. It's the most freeing deal where you can truly play at the best you can, no matter what you're doing. So a little bit more on what my role on the team was and just my story. I come in, I'm a guy who, again, wanted to change the face of Nebraska, wanted to you know, get to that starting spot, knowing that you know, it might not happen the first year, so I'll take a red shirt and was okay with that, saw that guys like Rex Burkhead was pretty dang fast in these drills and like, wow, I got a lot to do. And so I put a lot of attention in on just getting my craft better, getting my feet better. How can I be a better running back overall? Learning the playbook, man, it's crazy. High school, it was nice. You go to college, it's like a whole another class. Like you might as well just say it's football class that you have to spend just as many hours in. But um, really put a lot of focus in on that. And again, my goal was to love people where I was at, love my teammates where I was at, but to get to that, that role as a starting running back. And like I said, it, it never did happen. God grew me a ton through that. Uh, he allowed me to be a spiritual leader on the team uh, to the point where when tough things in our lives happen on the team, guys would come to me. How many of you guys know about Sam Fultz? You guys all heard about him? So going back to the 10 out of 10 people will die, you think about just death in general. So many crazy things happen in this world, freak accidents. You got drunk drivers. You got crazy shootings. Like, absolutely no day is given. And that's why we call it the present, guys. It's, it's truly a gift. The fact that you guys are awake this morning and sitting in this room, maybe falling asleep, maybe listening, the fact that you're in this room, that... I want you guys to know, like, you guys have purpose. Like, God has a plan. He woke you guys up for a reason. And you guys all have powerful, powerful stories that are, are just waiting to be told in, in your next days in life. Even in this school, it doesn't matter how young you guys are, God can use you. I don't know if you knew that, but God, like, for the most part, didn't use the most, oh, what, what do you want to say, um, awesome guys, the most trained, skilled guys. He just walked around and Jesus picked up some fishermen and guys who really didn't even have homes and, and he used them. He used a guy who would stutter all the time to, to be able to impact the lands. You know, growing up, I had to go to speech class and for instance, me standing up here, that's like one of my biggest fears, even to this day, just sitting back there like, you guys are not, the, you're not a scary crowd or anything, but it's just whatever it is, maybe you guys have that too, but just going up in front of people, it's not something I like to do. Um, and knowing with my little stuttering problem that I'll have, it's like, man, there's no way I can come up here and talk to y'all. But again, it's God coming into my life and changing the desires of my heart to be up here. But going back to uh, just Sam Fultz, um, his plan and what he was supposed to be doing, he was, he was the best punter I've ever seen. Not only was he a punter, he could run down there and make a tackle on anybody. He, he actually was like one of the best tacklers on the punt team. And so I had the opportunity and honored to be on the punt team with Sam and, you know, make my blocks. That way Sam could get the punt off and then run down there and, and help make a tackle. Um, but Sam Folds, he, he had plans to go in the NFL. He was going to get drafted. There's no question about it. And just like that, his life is gone. And, and that was just such a crazy, crazy deal. And like I said, 
it really is a gift that you guys are all awake this morning. You know, anything can happen, illness. We, got, we have absolutely no control on that. And so this is something that I want to encourage you guys. Uh, where, do you, where do you lie here? You're at a Christian school. You, everybody probably thinks you're a Christian. You act like a good person, but really, what's in your heart? And you know, you know what's going on inside there. You, you, you know where your heart's at. You know maybe Jesus isn't in it. You might be showing and looking and doing what you got to do for people to know. But right now in this seat, you're getting kind of antsy. You're thinking about, oh, is this guy Graham really talking to me? And I encourage you guys, take, take that up for your own. Like, don't, like I said, don't just listen to Gordon and, and whatever passages you hear, but actually go home and actively read the Word. The, the Bible is spirit-breathed. Like, it's God's brain in a Bible in a book, it's basically a handbook on how, how can we get to know God and walk this life on earth. I'll take you back to a playbook. Um, it, it's, you, so here you go. Uh, at one point, I was on the devil's team. We're all born into sin. It's a little book and illustration on, on what the gospel is. We're all, we're all born into sin. We all don't have Jesus in our hearts. It's something that happened with Adam and Eve with free will. Um, that divided us and God, where there was no more um, uh, garden where we were just dwelling with God. But now we have this deal where you have a football field, and when we're born, we're born on the devil's team, um, the opponent. And then you got God's team up here, and they're, they're battling all the time. And uh, through what Jesus has done on the cross, he lived a perfect life. He came down on this earth and, and died and rose and defeated the grave. I don't know if you guys knew that, but he defeated the grave, the most incredible thing. The only thing that we cannot prevent, we're all going to die, he, he conquered it. There's power, there's incredible power in that. So you got God and you got the devil team going on. And because of what Jesus did on that cross, it's like he came down and for the football guys that understand NFL and the trading and whatnot, you'll, you'll understand. For the girls, I'm sorry, I'll try to explain it. But what Jesus did on that cross, it's like Jesus coming down halfway on the field to their team and making a trade to where we can be on the devil team and now on God's team. So here you are. Um, I once was operating on the devil's playbook. I read through and I see Satan 22. Well, 22, that's the right side. I don't know how you guys do your offense. But the two hole, that's a running play. That's where I'm running. Is, that, is this making sense? A little bit? Whatever running scheme you guys got. So that's what I was operating in before Christ. I was living for the fame, you name it, always winning everything that I can. What girl can I, can I impress? Uh, that, that's what I was operating. I was lining up, you know, running the, the devil 22. Well, when God transferred me over through me accepting uh, what his son did on that cross and allowing him to have full reign in my life, now I'm on God's team. And so back to that football field. It's this constant battle of life. It doesn't end until our time here on earth is over. There might be uh, a good day where you're really driving down, getting close to the end zone, and then there might be times where your quarterback's getting sacked again and again and again. But going back to what I was talking about, that playbook and this Bible, we, we need to be constantly in it and reading it for ourselves. We need to be self-feeders. We need to be able to know what we're doing because on the football field, if I line up there, and I'm thinking that Devil 22 that I was doing not too long ago, and I take my steps, I'm going to get crushed. I'm going to miss the hole, the big D lineman. The other team's going to come in and tackle me for a big loss, and it's going to hurt. You know, it might cause some depression in my life, or uh, feeling like I don't have any worth, or just 
me not being able to just be who I am and losing the friends, being a grumpy guy. They used to call me Grumpy Graham. Like, I, I'll tell you what, I've had a lot of change in my life. But there I am, I'm studying the Word, I take my step, and instead, I'm on God's team, I want to run the God 22, where I take that step, I get that ball, I know where, where I'm going, God and the linemen, they're blocking, I'm following, and it's going to take me all the way to the end zone, and that's a constant battle that I'm going through and through this life. And so, back to my time at Nebraska, it was, it was that alone, it was always a battle, there was... It's a spiritual warfare, guys. It's not like you become a Christian and then just like that, everything's good. No, you have the same struggles. And in fact, God gives you the desires of his heart, and he allows you to see the sinful men and women that we are, and it makes it that much, it makes it that much more difficult to try not to be like the old ways that we were, try not to be running the devil 22 that we're just, we grow up doing. Like, you come out of the womb, how many, any little sisters or brothers you guys have around babies? What's, once they start saying some words, what's, what are they always saying? Mine, mine. And it's like, this is, like, you know, just so greedy and they're crying if, it's, if they don't get their way. And that's just the sinful people that we are. It's just, it's just all about ourselves. And then going back to that God 22, now that Jesus is in my heart, I'm able to, to operate in and follow that hole and carry that rock into the end zone, that end zone of eternity. You see, Life on earth, 70 days, sorry, 70 days, 70 years is about the average lifespan on earth, right? Well, compared to eternity, do you guys know how long eternity is? It's forever, right? So 70 years is like a snap in compared to eternity. It's not even a moment. You're, whatever years you're at this school and all that time you're putting in on trying to pass the class, trying to be the star football player, trying to have the lead in the, in the music role, it's... Not even a second. And so going back to the, to, uh, the Sam Foltz deal, just like that, Sam Foltz's life is gone. My buddy who I came in as a walk-on together was, was dead just like that. He was out there serving and, and working at youth camp for kicking and punting and was doing great things. And I'm so, so happy to know that, that Sam had Jesus in his heart. And that's something that I know if Sam was here today, he would want to tell you guys that don't waste another day. You know where you lie with God right now. You know what's going on in your heart. And he might not be in, the, in your heart. And I, I, I can't get a better example of Sam Fuller. You don't know if you're going to go home safe today. And like I said, there could be an accident. You don't know if you'll be able to get home safe and this class, I'm not trying to be all weird and like freaky, but this is serious stuff. You guys already said, you know the statistic, 10 out of 10 people will die. You don't know if you'll be at home safe today and something crazy happens. So I encourage you guys, where, where do you align with God? Do you have Jesus in your heart? And for the believer that's in here, you guys should know that as well. How, like, how much would you guys have to hate somebody to want them to go to hell? Like, can you imagine, like, you got some, maybe people in this classroom where you just really just don't, just, you just don't like. But to, to want them to go to hell, like, no one thinks like that, do they? Right? Is anybody hearing me? Any nods? You, you don't hate someone enough to have them go to hell. Well, let's think about this. You got your buddy who doesn't know Jesus, and you know that, man, to sit there and to not do anything with that, like, that's just, it's, it's really crazy, and it's something that God's given me the desires of his heart and uh, the mission of mine to want to get out of my comfort zone and to share Christ with them and encourage him. So uh, to the believer, 
I encourage you to do that. You got a guy who has a cancer. He has this cancer that's called sin. And his, his life, as you know, no day's given, could end. So what do we have here at the Christians? We have the treatment. We can talk to them about Jesus Christ. We can help them out through that walk. So I, to the believer, I encourage you to go ahead and look in to your buddies and, and to get out of your comfort zone and to be bold. Even in this classroom, I know how it works. I was once in it. Not everybody in here is saved, and so I pray that you guys don't get too comfortable with that. And to the non-believer, I, enc- I encourage you to take it up for what it, what it is. Just because your mom and dad say it, don't just regurgitate it, but actually take it up for what it is. Actually cook up that steak and, and, and eat it up, and, and actually uh, be a self-feeder. So uh, I know I've been kind of all over the place, but those are the two main things I wanted to talk to you guys about. Um, and I guess I'll, I'll go back briefly the competitive guy, I wanted to change the face of uh, Nebraska football and make his name known through it all. It didn't happen, but God kept me in the shadows, allowed me to level my team as a daily battle. I had to stay in the Word and continue to be filled up with Him. You look at a light bulb, by itself, there's nothing special about it, but once you plug that thing in, you look up, you got light, you have power, you have worth, there's purpose in that. And until God is in your guys' hearts, and filling you guys up until maybe you actually pray to God before you get onto Facebook or Twitter, whatever it is in the morning. That's when you actually have purpose in life and worth. So um, that's something I had to continue to do to be a self-feeder through my time in Nebraska. I hated it. I hated not playing. I hated being in the same position that I was when I, when I first came in. I wanted to be the star wasn't happening. I was on scout team, and then I got some work with special teams and became a starter on that for three years, but my passion was running the football, and I don't know if you guys can relate, but there's just something that is very unique to um, playing football. It's fun, but again, if I don't have the rock in my hand, you know, I'm not loving it as much, and so a lot of times I wanted to transfer and go to different schools each year, but I continue to carry on with the process. I wanted to be a guy that could finish, because everybody can start something, but how many people can finish? So I continue to get in, that, get in that word and connect with God. You think about relationships, you got to talk to each other, you got to be hanging out. Well, that's just like God. You can't just be a Sunday Christian and starve all week and then get some food in on Sunday and listen to God and read his word and then starve the rest of the week. No, you got to have that relationship with God. And so that's something I was able to do and to really become a spiritual leader um, through my time at Nebraska. And so uh, it wasn't easy, and, and like I said, um, it's not going to be easy because it's a spiritual warfare, and you got, got the devil down there trying to do absolutely everything he can to mess you guys up, to get you guys maybe falling asleep because I'm talking way too much. Uh, he's going to do anything he can to, to trip you off of God and to not have you be with him because that's, that's what he wants. He wants us to end up in hell with him instead of with God where we're meant to be. Um, so I was able to have that spiritual uh, leader role on the team, and I praise God for that. I praise God for the seeds that were planted through my time at Nebraska. Sometimes I feel like my time was wasted, but again, I have to continue to pray and be hopeful that the seeds that were planted, you know, maybe down the road, 10 years later, one of my buddies on the team can come to me and say, hey, Graham, everything you did, I finally get it, man. I, I allowed Jesus to be in my heart, and it's changed my life. I mean, my marriage was about to be broken, and we're about to be in a divorce, and, but Jesus came in, and he changed it all. And so 
those types of deals is what I'm really eager to and looking forward to have happened down the road uh, with all the little seeds and being consistent and being faithful and just hanging with God, man, just every single day living for him. And so that's really how my, my time at Nebraska went in a nutshell. And sorry, it was kind of long. I'll take you back to those uh, two things. The non-believer, where do you land with God? Is Jesus in your heart? Truly, does he have full reign? Is he number one? Because he wasn't number one in my life until I was a junior in high school. And I know, I know there's some people in this room that's the same today. I know it is. And then to the believer, man, don't be so comfortable and just chill in the seat, uh, go into your room, whatever, hanging with your buddies, and never bringing up these tough conversations. We know 10 out of 10 people will die, and no day is given. We call it the present for a reason. It is a gift. Be bold. Be courageous. Don't let your, one of your best friends even, maybe. Like, how could, how could we let them continue to walk in that direction when we know there's a cliff ahead, and he's just going to fall off and tumble and, and come to his end, right? It's eternally speaking, how can we let a non-believer continue to go on that walk and not try to prevent or stop or help? Even, even our best friends, even people we might not like, I encourage the believer to go out and be on mission, man. Uh, it's, it's really a cool thing and a beautiful thing when God empowers you. Again, for me to come up here, not what I want to be doing, speaking in front of people. I'm just back there just shaking. I don't know if you saw me. That's just how it is. It's just a big fear that I have, but, you know, God continued... He continues to be faithful in that, and he's filling me up to give me the strength to come up here and talk to you guys. So remember those two things, guys, and know that you guys do have purpose. The fact that you're in here, um, you have purpose. God created a plan for all of you guys in this room before the earth was created. You guys all have a perfect and awesome plan, and it's up to you guys to take, to take it, to, to allow God to be in your heart, and to be a part of God's will. So I appreciate you guys letting me come up here and talk to you. And, Maybe make some of you guys fall asleep. But again, I, heard, I hope uh, some of that stuff encourages you guys. So thank you.